Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and we're here for episode seven of One on One here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And today with me, I have who I would like to call one of the queens of media in North Carolina. That's right. That, hey, don't, hey, don't be shocked. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but one of the queens <laughs> of media in the North Carolina era and one of the up-and-coming sports uh, media personalities around, Ms. Vashti Hurt. How you doing? Ms. Vashti, I heard how you're doing today. I'm, you know, I'm good. Today was one of the more busier days for me. So, um, but busy is good. So I'm not, I'm not complaining. Busy is good. And for those who uh, need to know, she is the chief uh, editor-in-chief plus the founder of the Carolina Blitz. And I'm telling you, she's had some very big moments over the last couple of years. Go and check her page out. You will not be disappointed. Now, Vashti, we're going to get this thing started off nice and easy well i won't say nice and easy because it's been a difficult time but we'll definitely start it off with i guess an easy easy subject for everybody right now and that's how uh you have you've been handling life during the pandemic and how's you know how have you been able to maneuver around it just how has uh, your life changed since everything has went down i've been spending a lot of time at home i think you know um my college basketball season was cut short because of COVID and um, any things that I plan to do as far as uh, high school basketball and youth circuit, um, uh, com, uh, NFL draft, I was going to go to the NFL draft this year. So all of that stuff was, was canceled and we're still yet to see what will happen going forward. But I'm not minding spending time at home. Um, I'm always on the go covering multiple teams uh, with not much time to rest. So I am taking full advantage of this time to just spend some time at home. I've been watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> I've been keeping abreast of everything that's going on on social media, but it's been, it's been cool. Yeah, it is. It's definitely been interesting. I've been, uh, I said a couple of shows ago, been at the house with the kids and um, you know, my, uh, when I'm not doing sports media as my full-time job that, oh man, you're talking about two months off paid. And I said, what am I going to do with this great time? And I always used to say, man, when I get a chance, if I could ever get a chance to get two months off and really pursue and work on my business, you know, bam. Well, of course we get to that point and guess what happens? There's no sports. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> so you get to that point, exactly. where, you, know, and, and, you know, like you said, you persevere, you find ways around it. You just kind of, you know, make things happen with it. Now, now, I got a follow-up question now. You said Netflix. What's been your favorite Netflix uh, show that you've watched during the time frame? Anything in particular? You know, I, 
I'm watching Billions right now. I know that's on Showtime. That's not Netflix. Um, I I don't know if I've had a favorite. It's just, you know, you get caught up in what you're watching at the time. Right. So, um, so you know, right now for me, it's Billions. I'm almost caught up with Billions, and then I'll probably find something else to watch. I don't know. Um, oh, I what I did, let me t- I I rewind. I watched all of the Marvel movies in order. Oh, oh man. Because I had I had seen I saw Black Panther and I saw um Endgame. Right. And I saw Did I see the other one uh before Endgame? But I hadn't seen the most most of them. So somebody had posted on Twitter all of the Marvel movies in order. And so like when everything really started, when everybody stopped working and hungering right. down, that was my first like binge project. And <laughs> I really, I enjoyed it. it. From watching Black Panther and then Endgame, it really, because I was confused, you know. Yeah. So it gave me clarity <laughs> on everything else that happened. So that was, that was my, that was my, uh, that was that was probably as far as binge watching and, and right. that was my favorite project. I had a, I had a multitude of them, but the Marvel thing I, I always kind of wanted to do that. I did Star Wars that way so I could, and I did it in order to try to get a mm. feel for it. It's definitely different. Uh, I mean, since with the first ones, but it, it was solid. Now, I, um, did you catch Tiger King? Perhaps <laughs> the craziness. I did watch <laughs> Tiger King. It didn't take me that long to get through Tiger King. It is. That was one of those shows where you think, okay, it can't get any crazier, and then oh. it gets crazier. <laughs> and it got and crazier. Like, really? <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I I think everybody watched Tiger King. That was the talk of the town for like you had to, It was like if you didn't watch it, you lose one of your cards or something. Like, you, you don't watch right, it. Exactly. Your up-to-date card is out of work. <laughs> now, right. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you've worked hard to get where you are in, in the media uh, profession. What motivated you to say, you know what, I want to step into the sports world. I want to be a journalist. I want to, um, you know, start my own brand because as a, as a fellow person that has started their own brand and how hard it is to get your name out there and people to mm-hmm. say, yeah, I've heard of Carolina Blitz. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Legacy Maker Sports. I like what they do. I mean, for you, what motivated you to get in the sports world and, and how have you maintained? Uh, I've always, you know, I always played sports and was involved in sports and was a fan of sports ever since I was a little girl trying to compete with boys and show that I could, you know, compete with the boys. And I guess that's kind of been my, through careers, it's kind of been my story. But uh, I was a stockbroker for for several years and I just did not like that business. I just wasn't, I didn't have that cut through all about the money mentality. Uh, and so, you know, I was writing about sports. I had a friend who asked me to write a small uh, weekly thing for her blog. And uh, and I started doing that and between trades. I would be writing about sports. I was already reading, but then it turned into writing. And so um, it just kind of evolved from there. I started, I decided to create my own brand first and foremost, because I didn't like how players were being represented in the media here in Charlotte. Uh, it kind of started with how Cam Newton was um, 
portrayed in some articles. Uh, I didn't, you know, it, I felt like they didn't understand our perspective and our perspective wasn't right. being represented through the players. So you realize media, we oftentimes will tell the stories of players or we ask certain questions that, that allow, that evoke certain answers um, and perspective is important. And I, it just didn't seem like, you know, people had the perspective that I would probably have as a millennial and, and a black woman to relate to players in a certain way and to be able to have them relate to me. Uh, also then, you know, so that's probably the first hot reason I started. And then the other reason was just out of necessity. I just, you know, once I just left banking, I was like, okay, I'm going to go full throttle into the sports thing. You know, we all go and you apply and you just it's like, pick me, pick me. And I just stopped. I just decided, like, I'm not going to say pick me anymore. I ain't got time, I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> I'm going to pick myself. I'm going to pick myself. And that's what I did. And so then my mission became not being one of them, but being their competitor. And so. That's, that's and then, you know, and that's, that's kind of right. Trying to find that niche and find like mm-hmm. where you fit in the world is always probably the toughest part of it. Uh, and like I said, you, if anybody knows how tough it is, you know how tough it is just trying to, you know, get that legitimacy. But with that being said, now there's a couple of teams that, um, that I want to talk to you about in your area that you've kind of, you've gotten your foot in the door. You, mm-hmm. People know who you are. You know, if you hear Carolina, say, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, that's Carolina Blitz right there. So let's talk a little bit about a couple of those teams. And the first team I want to talk about is the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, You know, they've always been a – they've been one of the best teams in the nation for years. Uh, You know, ever since Coach K uh, stepped foot on that campus, that college has been a – that university has been phenomenal, and they have done Mm -hmm. amazing things, If I mean, through all their sports, just because of that basketball program. But let's talk a little bit about that program. Last year, you know, know, they were making strides again last year. It was starting to look like they could – see what they do some good things in the tournament. But give us your thoughts on last year's Duke team and the future uh, that holds for their team. Uh, I thought last year's team was pretty solid at moments. I thought that they were Final Four caliber, and then sometimes they would kind of show their youth as far as they had issues with uh, veteran, tougher, scrappier teams. Like some, you know – and I think that that came with having freshmen on the squad. So Trey Jones was a sophomore. Um, but, you know, a lot of the other guys were freshmen outside of the role players. But then toward the end of the year, you had Justin Robinson, who was David Robinson's son. Mm-hmm. He kind of came on and added a spark. And if you follow Duke basketball, it kind of reminded me of what Zubek did for the Blue Devils mm-hmm. um, in, I think, 2010. 2010. Uh, where he was really a role player for the majority of the season. And then he kind of turned it on toward the end. And he kind of, in, in my opinion, during that final four national championship run was the X factor. And it seemed like they were kind of clicking. They had the depth. Um, Trey Jones was playing well. Uh, you had um, Vernon Carey, who was, a, who was a good big man, who I believe will more than likely be a lottery pick pick or close to a lottery pick in the NBA draft. So they seem to be clicking right at the right time. And then the season comes to an end. So, uh, but going forward, they, um, Trey Jones, of course, declared for the NBA. 
uh, Vernon Carey declared for the NBA. They lost a couple of seniors, including Justin Robinson. You have Wendell Moore, who's returning, who's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He does it all. Right. I've been told that he's really working on being a more aggressive scorer and more confident. Once he's able to turn that on, he's going to be a leader on that Blue Devil team. And then they have a top, I think their recruiting class is number two in the nation. So Coach they're bringing Kane. in, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, you have one class leave and another class come in. Uh, but I'm interested to see how that point guard position will turn out for them because if you look at final four teams uh, or once you get into the tournament, that's that's the role or that's the position that really propels you to uh, to the final four as where any Blue Devil team that has won a national championship has had a veteran strong point guard, um, except for Tyus Jones, but he was playing very well. Um, and he, he, he kind of matured a lot during that season, which is why Trey not being able to kind of follow in his brother's footsteps. I know that he, he was sad about that, but you know, Duke, there's certain things that's just going, you know, it's going to stay the same. You're not, <laughs> Duke is going to be there in March and, you know, it's just a matter of how far they'll advance, but I expect coach K to have another good team next year. That wouldn't surprise me neither. I mean, just like we talked about, I mean, the things he's done over uh, his career being at that university, it's like from the the moment he stepped foot on that campus, I mean, it, he's got them at a point where he he almost probably doesn't have to recruit as hard as he had to. And it, just by name, records, oh, Duke, I love to go to Duke. And it's, and it's not even him having the – it's like Alabama in football and then Clemson in football. Right. You see that and say, right. wow, that's, that's Duke. I'm just – if Duke wants me – of course I want to go to Duke. So that, that, that's a beautiful thing to have. And let's talk about the other team in Carolina. You're going to see uh, Tar Heels. Uh, you know, that, that Tar Heel team struggled uh, this season. I got an opportunity myself to see uh, Cole Anthony when they came up to UVA uh, and they played uh, against the Cavaliers then. And that was, that was a really um, very interesting battle. It was a struggle at the beginning. Both teams, couldn't, they couldn't shoot to save their lives at the beginning of that game. Uh, it came on late, and Virginia was able to win. But uh, you just, it, was just, it just felt different this year for that Carolina team. Give us uh, your thoughts on this year's Carolina team and uh, what you expect in the future. I don't think any other squad was happy that March Madness was canceled. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I blew, these blue blood squads, they're squads that are always expected to go to the NCAA tournament. And the year that Carolina had, they came in with very high expectations with Cole Anthony being one of the top recruits, uh, returning a lot of um, veterans. And they were ranked in the top 10, I believe maybe even number five, coming into the season. So this is a squad that nobody expect to, to be trash. And they were, they were basically trash. And I right. mean – there's no way to really nicely put it. They just did not gel well. Yes, Cole Anthony had injury issues, but even when he returned, they had a hard time just getting together. Uh, and so, you know, uh, they won one game in the ACC tournament, and then they were and then they were outed. So, you know, <laughs> if any squad is happy that you know, it's like <laughs> they make the NCAA tournament so much, it would be people in Carolina were saying, "Well, that's why everything was canceled because Carolina wasn't going to be in the NCAA tournament, and there's no NCAA tournament without Carolina." Without Carolina. <laughs> right. So 
um, next year they do have a, a good, very good recruiting class. Uh, you bring back big man Garrison Brooks, who really turned it on during Cole Anthony's absence. Uh, so we saw the evolution of him. I expect him to be a double-double guy, uh, hopefully, or I know his hopes is that he will improve his stock so that he is considered um, an NBA prospect. Uh, but I think that Carolina returns to form. Last year was more of an anomaly for them. Right. You, know, you don't expect that to happen from a UNC squad. And everything that happened the last year will be more fuel for the guys coming in this year. And then the guys who can remind guys coming, the new guys coming in, like, look, guys, you know, last, last year was trash. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you do not want to go through that. So let's focus and let's get right. We cannot go through that again. No, no more trash seasons. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know how UNC fans would handle two back-to-back trash seasons. That's I'm. I lo- look. I love they, Roy, they, and I don't know. They I, start calling for Roy Williams' job. That's they, what they would do. Exactly, and I love Roy Williams, but I mean, I think he would he would be in a little bit of trouble if that was the case. So, right. uh, I mean, phenomenal coach, but still, you just. You just never know. It's a win. It's a win for me now type of business. And if you're winning, exactly. not winning for me now, they start to think about that. All right, so especially when your arch rivals do, you know, that's the bar. You know, you can't right. you can't fall too far under for either program. So you know, that's right. <laughs> you fall and fall. You like, man, I can't believe I fell this far. And, and right. I don't think Carolina will let that happen. And they're, they're just like Duke in the fronts where you're like, hey, UNC wants me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they'll always be able to get solid recruits. That's something, um, you know, as long as they got, uh, I think, at least a solid coach there, they will be all right. As long as we don't go back to the Brad Doherty days. Uh, uh, not Brad no, Doherty, no. Uh, Matt Doherty days, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so last team I want to talk about, of course, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, this team has went on a complete um, – I guess you could say overhaul. A lot of changes. Cam Newton is, is uh, no longer there, a part of the team. Teddy Bridgewater comes in. Matt Rule is now the new head coach. Ron Rivera's in D.C. That's a lot. And then, uh, of course, uh, something that happened recently, the, uh, they took the statue down of, um, of Jerry Richardson. And, and he has been – he was a staple of that team for so long. Of course, a lot going on with that. But just your thoughts on this Panthers team, uh, can they surprise some people this year, or are they, are they technically rebuilding? A lot of unknowns with the Panthers. You know, uh, I felt like with a healthy Cam Newton, um, this team would be a tender in the NFC South and in the NFC. But now with Cam gone, Teddy Bridgewater in, you have a, a new coach who is not a coach, you know, is it's not like he came from a professional team or even um, uh, 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 offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator position within the league. He has virtually no professional experience. I personally am always leery of those type of transitions. Um, more often than not, they just don't work out. Right. We'll see what happens with, with Matt Rule. But a lot of questions going in um, and, you know, I thought last year was going to be a season of change, but this year is just like <laughs> <Panthers> <laughs> on highs and lows from 
Cam is coming back to Cam getting let go and Cam still doesn't have a team and people still are really tied to Cam Newton um, here in Carolina and then Teddy Bridgewater. And then people are on the fence uh, about whether tank for Trevor or be as competitive as you can. So, and then with Jerry Richardson's statue coming down, I think from the reactions that I've gauged, more people are happy about that than not. Uh, so, you know, it's just, I think that if the Panthers don't have a winning season, fans will be, will understand because they'll chop it up to, oh, it's a rebuilding, as opposed to if Cam had returned, we're right. in win-now mode. So with a new coach and a new QB, um, maybe the theory is, okay, we'll, we'll get rid of Cam because we know the expectations on our new coach will be extremely high right. if you have a former MVP, uh, former MVP player We'll bring in Bridgewater, who is formidable, um, uh, and we'll try to build through the draft as much as we can and see how many games we win. And if we don't win a lot of games, it's okay. We have a new coach. He's going to go through some growing pains. We let go of our franchise quarterback. It would be more acceptable. So maybe that's that's what we're seeing from, from the franchise. Yeah, it's it, it seems like it's going to be a wild ride. I, I remember watching the draft, and I'm like, they went all defense. And it's like they definitely were looking all at – All defense. They looked at – listen, I mean, let's look and see what we got in division. We got to deal with Drew Brees. We got to deal with uh, uh, Tom Brady now. We got to deal uh, with Matt Ryan. And then they, and, and Matt Rule was like, you know what, I think I'm going to – I don't I know mean, if it was by accident. You listed, we definitely have the Gerald Tall division of quarterbacks in NFC South outside right. of Bridgewater. These guys are all – is Matt Ryan in his 40s yet? He's getting there. He's up there. He's probably about like 35-ish. No, he's older than 30. Is he older than that? I well, he has so. been in the league a while, so he I might think be about so. 35. So, but, yeah, the Panthers, historically, the Panthers have built their good teams around their good around good defense. Right. What Cam Newton did in 2015, the defense was good. They were a top, I think, top 10 defense. And then what Cam did offensively was carry the entire team. But they're right. going back to basics now with drafting defense and trying to improve their defense because I don't care what you say defense you know it's an offensive league and they're pushing offense uh with all of the rule changes but defense still wins championships yep at the end of the day I mean you have to have that foundation um right and I think a lot of teams are looking at like the two teams over my shoulder here are trying to do that especially the Redskins you know they bring in Rivera you say okay well what are they trying to do looks like they're trying to build that defensive line that front four is going to be amazing uh, once they get things going there. So, um, and I guess I'll throw this in real quick. Um, what type of coach are the Redskins getting in Rivera? Because, you know, we cover the Redskins up here. Uh, and, you know, with him coming there, what type of coach are they getting uh, with Rivera coming um, to D.C.? Players really liked Coach Rivera. Um, I don't know if I would – I guess – I don't know if he's a player's coach because I would really have to ask a player what – to me, that term gets thrown around, um, but guys like him, he allows guys to be themselves. He's not going to be restrictive about, you know, like he's not going to be a Belichick type coach where right. this is our system. It's strict. This is how you act. You act in accordance. Like, you know, he's going to be um, – Panthers fans got frustrated with his lack of emotion. Uh, I think – not happy at all with how he was let go in the middle of the season in Carolina. So that's definitely lit a fire under him. So you're going to get a motivated coach to um, go out there and prove himself. 
Uh, he's a coach who, you know, when he came to Carolina, Carolina was a struggling franchise. Yes, he came in, he and Cam Newton came in at the same time. Um, and the quarterback situation in um, D.C. may not be as solid as far as the talent. That's, I guess that's debatable. Right. Um, but uh, as far as a coach, you're going to get a guy who is, you know, friendly with the media, not as he's not going to be a very emotional guy, but I think the players are going to like that he allows them to be themselves. Well, that's a good deal. I mean, from what I've seen so far from him, um, you know, with, with the interactions that we've had via Zoom calls, because that's all everybody's been doing right, right now, uh, he seems like he's going to uh, have that franchise in the right spot. All right, so now we're going to head to our segment called Quick One. I hope you all ready. Fast time. Quick I'm not, but let's go. Let's go. You got this. I got full faith let's in you. Go. <laughs> all right, so we're going to do a couple of them here. Let's see how this goes for you. Number one, the first one, favorite athlete that you've covered? Zion Williamson. Ah, Zion Williamson. Yes, I can, I can, I can see that. I got to see him play once. Zion is is a monster. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. A, he's a, he's a, and it wasn't just him. It was a spectacle that was around him. It was like, you know, you. I can imagine, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's the closest thing to like when LeBron was in high school. Right. LeBron didn't go to college. But everywhere I went to cover Duke that year, it was absolutely nuts. And you get a sense that, wow, I'm really covering this young man who could be, you know, the next, who could be the next LeBron on the next level. So right. I'm seeing him in this really young kind of infancy stage of his career. So it's, it, it, it was just, it was fun to cover that team just cause it was, it was, you know, it was just jaw dropping and right. Zion, you know, he was a very personable guy. He liked interviews, very smiling, but you know, so yeah, I would say, I say Zion. Cam is close second. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you could interview uh, one athlete, who would it be? Well, that's tough. <laughs> Do they, have to be a current, do they have to be a current athlete? Doesn't have to be a current athlete, just somebody that you've always wanted to interview. Tough. I know. This is quick ones as is quote unquote quick ones, but I like stumping people. <laughs> it would knowing me, it would be somebody who is. It would be historical. I would probably go with Muhammad Ali or Kareem. Hmm. I, I like the choices. One, one, one A and one B. Um, yeah. But just but, because of their impact, not just within their perspective sports, but um, culturally um, and um, when it came to um, fighting for injustice and against right. um, racism and all that stuff. So that, that kind of, that stuff is important to me being more than just a player. That's important. To me. I, I like that. That's, that's a phenomenal answer. I was about to say you, that interview would be loaded on either end because you're going to get great if, as a, as a sports person, you're getting great content, but just to be in a room with some right. people that have made an impact the way they've made impacts, man, that's uh, next one. 
sport that you secretly love? Secretly? Maybe you don't you don't talk about it that much, but you're you're in love with it. Just a swimming. Little. Swimming? swimming. You said swimming. Okay. Oh, okay. Swimming. I used to I, swim. I used to swim competitively. So like that was kind of like the first sport that I did that I that I, and I was good at. So um, if I if I see a meet on TV, especially when the Olympics come around, I love watching swimming. I, I like that's, that's, a, that's a good answer. That's a good. I, I prob, me personally, I probably would have went with golf. I played golf in Ew. high school. Oh, oh, don't do me like that. I played golf in high school. So uh, my last two years of uh, my junior senior year. I wish I'd have played all four years. Really? Uh, yeah, I did all. I just, I guess, I don't understand golf enough, and then it just seems a little dry. But it, people it, who it, watch it are really into it, so I'm like, mm. I can't watch it unless it's like the last round of the masters or something in that range. Mm -hmm. Watching is different, but playing it for me is like, it's very common. But when you're out there, it's so competitive because it's like playing cornhole or doing horseshoes, but just on a, on an extra level. So yeah, for me, I'd probably go golf, but it's, yeah, swimming is a really good one. And uh, last one, favorite movie of all time. Color Purple. Oh, that was quick. She had that. That's easy. Color purple. That's easy. Color purple. Color purple and then uh, Coming to America, those top two. Hey, that's my number two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, Coming to America is my number two. My number one is Last Dragon. That's my, that's my favorite really? movie. Really? You know, I, I didn't see Dragon. that movie coming up. It was kind of a little, little, it was a little before my time, but uh-huh. I saw it like, I saw it several years ago, like, like recently enough where I remember what was going on and um yeah that's a hood classic yeah it's a hood classic all day and it's funny because <laughs> the first time the first time i seen it was my family reunion in 1993 i was like nine years old and i remember my grandma had it playing in the room and I, i'm over there supposed to be outside with the kids and i'm like and i'm stuck oh, i'm in love with i done fell in love with laura charles and everything it just so now it's just my favorite movie was, Lord, I was that apollonia yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, for with Prince's crew. Okay. Yeah, she. That's yeah, her so, real name. I, her name is uh, Laura Charles was her stage name, but her real name was Vanity. Vanity. That's yeah, it. Okay. Vanity. Okay. <laughs> Vanity. So, yeah, I, I was I I was a huge Laura Charles person uh, in the movie, and I just I fell in love with it, and and now like whenever I go on trips, if I'm flying, that movie mm-hmm. is loaded in the iPad. Bam, wow. let's go. Like, yeah, because it'll take up half of the trip. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> All right, that was quick ones here on one-on-one. And now before we uh, go, I got two more for you. And uh, Vesh, I truly appreciate you coming on and, and getting uh, you know people in this industry an opportunity to see someone who's worked so hard, who's gotten themselves, you know, started from scratch and were able to get where you are now and, and continuing to grow. Uh, so, well, actually, this: Do you have any projects uh, that you that you have going on that that you you want to let people know about? Not really. Just continuing to grind away. A podcast. I'm working on doing a podcast with my friend Sheena um, called Quick Blitz, uh, and yeah, then just um, updating people on things that are going on on Carolina Blitz on. Uh, all social media outlets. So it's just no special projects yet. And I think that's more because, you know, we're kind of in limbo. We don't know right. what's 
going to happen. We don't know what kind of access we're going to get when the season starts. This is where you have to be really creative. I need exactly. to flex my creative muscles a little more, but nothing special, special. Okay. Okay. But in due time, in due time. Uh, and so legacy, and we know we're legacy maker sports. So my the question I like to ask people at our first interview is what type of legacy do you want to leave behind in sports media, just in general, whatever way you want to put it. But when you end up, when people say, man, Vashti Hurt, she was this, she was amazing. What was, what do you want your legacy to be? Uh, somebody who did not, um, somebody who saw her own path and made it and didn't feel like she had to, uh, be accepted or follow in um, the ranks of others. She saw right. value within herself and followed her dream. And then also through her dream, allowed others to follow theirs. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Vashai Hurt, Other Carolina Blitz, the editor in chief and founder of a great, great, great website. Check out on her social media pages. I mean, you got to check it out. Uh, she is absolutely phenomenal. I am Darrell Owens of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Gosh, I truly appreciate you having you on. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. Yeah, it's, it's nice, man. It's, it's just nice getting to know people because even on this level, this, this has given me a chance to, to, to learn and know people a little bit more. And it's, it's been an honor just digging a little bit in to figure out how the Carolina Blitz is working up there. So I truly appreciate that. I'm Darrell Lawrence, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time for episode eight. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Maker Sports Network.